friends and welcome to Offbeat Grad. My name is Sam and I'm recording this a full, a full week in advance. I know. It is revolutionary. It is not me getting my life together before you think that maybe I've had some kind of crisis <laughs> and I've actually planned things in advance. No, that is not true. Um, if you are a longtime listener of this podcast, then you know of my strategy for going on vacation, which is when I don't tell anyone I'm going on vacation and then I act surprised when I consistently get work while on vacation and I'm like, how dare they not respect my free time when I gave them no notice? I know, it's it's pretty progressive. I think um, everyone should adopt this into their own work lives. But no, really, I've actually told all of my clients that I'm going out of town next week. I will be out of town from Monday through very early in the morning on Friday, but then I'll be jet lagged on Friday. So I'm trying to limit work on Friday, though that has failed. Um, and then this weekend is actually PodFest, which is a podcast expo and a podcast like seminar convention all about podcasting. It's actually hosted in Orlando, um, which is the only reason I'm able to go. It's like two, uh, two, I almost said two hours. It's two, literally two miles from my house at this um, big resort um, in Orlando. If you Google it, you can find it. It's not private information. And then I get to go for free, hashtag sponsored, through my podcast host, which is Buzzsprout. And I thought I was special, but I'm not because there's like this big, um, mass group chat of people and they're like who else is going from buzz sprout and it's like literally everyone and i'm just like all right did anyone pay for this convention is my actual question but anyway i'm starting that today actually there's a welcome party although i'm gonna be fashionably late by like three hours um but otherwise i'm excited to learn more about podcasting <laughs> y'all know i need help um Maybe I'll start networking. I'm a little introverted and I'm going alone and I'm a bit intimidated by that. Um, I don't mind going to things alone, but I don't know. I have like such a hard time reaching out to strangers. I feel like such a fraud. I don't know. That's my two cents. So you can catch me in the corner sitting there awkwardly and <laughs> that'll be what I'm doing. I actually have to work throughout this conference because I'm traveling um, so I probably won't go on Sunday because there's only a few things on Sunday and none of them interest me. But um, I will be there all day um, on Saturday and half a day tomorrow on Friday. So I'll be living it up. But by the time you listen to this, it'll already have happened. But in the meantime, um, since I would have already announced it by now, I will give y'all my big life update that nobody wants or cares about which is that the purpose of my trip next week, aka this week when you're listening to this, is not just for fun. It's actually not really for fun at all, though I probably will try to have fun since it was expensive. Um, I am looking at apartments because I'm moving across the country in May. I'm moving to Seattle, Washington, and this has been a long time coming. I have been planning this for over a year. Um, before then even, in 2018, um, we visited the West Coast, we visited multiple cities um, to see where we liked the best because we had a plan to move out of Florida and then that got put on the back burner for a bit when we were like, maybe we'll buy a house and be fiscally responsible. And then uh, your girl had a breakdown like this time last year and I was like, I can't be tied down and I had to get out. And then I was just like, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it and I need to just do it. So I, we've been saving for a year, um, me and my boyfriend, and he is about to graduate in May. And I was like, this is the time. Like, where there will never be another opportunity like this where you don't have a job and where I can just freely go like 
like a plastic bag in the wind, as Katy Perry would say. And so we're just going to go. So uh, that's what we're doing this week is we are going to search for an apartment. Um, might not find one in the moment because they have some weird renting laws there. But I'm hoping to at least find a neighborhood and like have some really solid options for when we need to give them money in May. And that is my life update that nobody cared about, but I'm really excited. And the point is I can't work next week, so I have to do this in advance. And here we are. So anyway, now that this podcast has gone on for way too long, let's talk about <laughs> what we're talking about today, which is rejection. And this was not a planned topic. I was actually conveniently just rejected, but not like legitimately, but I have been rejected oh so many times. And we have talked about rejection on this podcast again and again, because it is just one of the fun realities of freelancing is that rejection just becomes such a normal part of your life. And for me, I don't even think about it now. I'm just like, "Hmm, okay, just another Tuesday, you know. But when I started, and even a few months ago, I had a really hard time with this. And it's not easy. It's like one of the hardest parts of this job, I would say. Um, Easily one of the hardest parts. And the situation is that it just keeps happening. So for me today, I was talking to um, one of my clients. She had requested, I sent her like a whole list of content ideas. And then I did it like sort of publicly because we have like, it's essentially a Slack page. And so I did that and then other team people were responding and they were like sort of criticizing them. I mean, it's whatever. Like I don't really care. Like I really don't. Um, like, I, I was not, like, super passionate about these ideas. I made them up in, like, 10 seconds. But it was just, like, a brainstorming thing. And it's sort of crappy to hear, like, oh, this, this idea is bad, and here's why. And I'm like, okay, okay. But uh, that happens a lot. It's happened multiple times with this one client. Nobody's ever, like, mean to me at all. Like, they're very respectful. Um, but I've had a lot of rejection. And then before this... In uh, one of my clients doled out rejection literally on a daily basis, and that's just how we communicate. But another client I actually had to let go of in the fall, we were having an issue where she kept criticizing every single piece I put in, like every single thing I sent her away. She was like, it's bad. This is this. This is bad. Bad, bad, bad. Criticism, rejection, can't accept it, etc. And this went on for like a month and then I I had to cut it off. I was like, if it's 100% rejection like all the time, like we're not a good fit here. I'm pretty sure the problem was her, not me, because I know I'm good at writing and I had other writers read what I was writing. I was like, am I crazy? Um, I wasn't crazy. She was just, I don't think she knew what she wanted and she had expressed problems with freelancers in the past, which I should have seen now as a red flag. Like, no wonder they haven't worked out in the past. You're a crazy person. Um, and it's weird because they haven't taken me off the files on Google Drive. Like, they were my files and they didn't just, like, copy them over. They're still using my files. And it's awkward because they're still revising them. It is literally March. And I will still get notices of something I wrote in, like, November that they're updating now. And I'm like, guys, if you haven't figured it out, like, it's too late. Like, move on. So that has confirmed to me that that wasn't my fault at all. But there are instances where it is my fault, but the variety, the variety, the vast majority of the time rejection doesn't have to do with you like personally or even your work. It's usually that it's not a good fit or you just hit the mark a little bit. It's not like what you did is bad. Like today with my my topic ideas, they weren't bad topic ideas. They just might not be a good fit right now. 
which is whatever. But anyway, because rejection is so normal and every time I'm on a freelancing forum, that's like one of the most common things people tend to post. It's like, I just got my first rejection. Oh my God, is my career doomed? No, it's not. So <laughs> I wanted to talk a little bit about what to do when you do get a rejection, whether it's a big rejection or a small rejection and how you can recover and like not let it ruin your whole dream of freelancing or like your whole life. And I know for me, I, I try to take rejections really lightly, <laughs> like don't take them very seriously, unless it's something that you legitimately did wrong, which is most likely not the case. I mean, depending, but it's probably not, um, at least not uh, bluntly. And that's <laughs> just sort of the way you have to look at it because you gotta move fast and you can't just dwell on this. And if you're going to dwell on this, this isn't the career for you, and that sounds harsh, but it is the truth. So my first tip for you, if you do face rejection, and you will, is to just like set a time limit on how long you're gonna feel bad for yourself. So for me, that might mean if I get like a message in the morning, I'll be like, okay, I can be a little depressed about this right now, but by 3 p.m., um, we're not going to think about it anymore. Or if it's like at the end of the day, you're like, okay, when I stop working for the day, like that's it. Like no more feeling bad about this. Um, and I would also say turn off your gosh darn notifications. I find that if I like dwell on it and I leave the tab open or the email open or like anything like that, just close it. You don't need it there. Like it's you don't need to be on Slack. You don't need to be on Facebook or you don't need to be on LinkedIn or like whatever platform or even Upwork or email whatever just close the tab like step away from it for a little bit um, You don't have to respond right away most of the time You don't need to deal with it right in the moment when you're still sort of like wrapped up in the emotion and just let yourself Wallow a bit, but then move on move on be make peace with it. It's just part of it um, the more you're exposed to rejection like the less it'll be an issue and try to, tip number two, like focus on the positive. So instead of using this as like a chance to lose your confidence and like doubt yourself, don't second guess yourself. Just remember that like you can't please everyone. And sometimes this is a really great way to identify clients that are unpleasant, difficult, and just like not a good fit for you. So for instance, when I had that one client who just kept rejecting me again and again, I was like, um, why am I doing this? Um, <laughs> it was a great way to get out of it. And I felt so relieved when I finally fired them. I was like, thank the Lord. Um, so a lot of repeated rejections like that, if like you keep sending work and it's just not happening, like it, it's probably not you, it's probably them. If you've tried to work with them, like for instance, I had mediated so many times with this client. I'd done so many re like revisions, nothing was happening. And that's why I was like, this isn't even me. Like that, this is on you lady. So don't waste your energy like worrying about the why or like whether or not you're doomed to fail. Like just focus on other clients who have gone really right for you or like all the other things that you do great and like this should not even matter. I know it's it's way easier said than done, but try to try to think that way. And then of course tip number three is to like actually consider the feedback. So sometimes they will give you edits or revisions or suggestions that are actually valuable. Sometimes they're just valuable for that particular client. Like maybe they they think you need to take it another way for their brand, whatever. That's not something like you need to memorize going forward, but I do keep a file on my Google Notes and I always, not Google Notes, I guess it could be Google Notes, but I usually use my, my Apple Notes, I think it is, I don't even know. And I have a file for each client and I'll put like little updates like this. So. 
one client I just did her email marketing and she said that she wanted me to like keep it focused on the consumer. Sure, that's fine. So I took her feedback and I made a note of it in my little page for her and now I don't have to dwell on it because I've written it down, I've taken it to heart, I get it, and now I know. And that's that. <laughs> Sometimes they'll give you more constructive feedback. Um, if they're starting to like break you down or cross over into what I call like aggressive feedback, that's not even really productive. It's just them like tearing you down. Then you need to evaluate whether or not they're actually a good client or whether or not <laughs> they just suck or whether it's time to cut them loose. Next, if you keep being rejected from the same client, um, look for new opportunities. Like you should never put all your eggs in one basket. And if you're afraid of like letting them go despite like this annoying rejection pattern, then get out of it. Like start aggressively looking for new clients. Don't rely on one project. Um, they could always just ditch you and it's just not worth the hassle. So build your portfolio and just start finding new work. <laughs> and then another tip here is to use that work if it's fully rejected. Like sometimes I'll have clients who don't want my article at all. This has happened a lot of times. Don't just like throw it in the trash. Keep it, you can put it on your blog, which you should definitely have. You can put it on your website, you can use it in your portfolio, or better yet, you can pitch it to a new client. It's true, you can do this. Pitch it to their competitor. Ooh, that's some sweet revenge. But if, if they didn't like it, they don't want it, whatever, whatever it is, if it's a website design, an app, like, I don't know, graphic design, whatever, like, you don't have to delete it. Just keep it on the back burner and wait for another opportunity to use it. I'm sure it will come around or use it in your own portfolio. And that is totally acceptable. And then it doesn't feel like you just wasted all your time on this project that you didn't need. So uh, it's just a good way to sort of recover those feelings of like, wow, I just wasted so much time and energy only to be rejected again, or maybe not again, maybe it's your first time, but it's never fun to be rejected. So knowing that you don't have to just throw away that work is really helpful. And then last but not least, and this is the most important of all, don't get defensive. Like, please never get defensive. I have been told some really weird stuff about my work that is not usually true, or if it is true, it's delivered really rudely. And don't get defensive, that's all I'm saying. Um, this isn't the time to like air your grievances or like explain every single gosh darn thing that you did on the behalf of the client. Um, always bite your tongue, it sucks. Oh, it sucks so bad. But behave professionally and just try to be the bigger person um, because a lot of times these people aren't even like really in control. Like you might be talking to like a middleman, you might be talking to someone who's just trying to report to their boss and maybe they want to look like the big tough guy in front of their boss or maybe they're just having like the worst day ever or maybe they're just a crappy person but either way you're never going to get anything out of them by being defensive so if you must respond which you should um take some time like i said walk away from it for a little bit turn off those notifications you don't need to respond right now um, when you're ready, go back uh, and ask the more specific questions. So for me, I would say something like, oh, I'm really sorry that this didn't meet your expectations. Um, I spent a lot of time on it and I really paid close attention to your guidelines. So I'd love to go through them again to make sure we're on the same page. So you can ask them specific questions. Um, you can like sort of turn their criticisms around back at them. So you could be like, oh, it sounds like you want me to change X. Is that right? And then that might actually 
sort of make them realize how aggressive they were with their approach. And a lot of times I've had them back down after that. Um, they might even diminish their criticism. So if you're like, oh, it sounds like you really weren't happy with X. Can we go into more detail about um, what you'd like me to change? Sometimes they might be like, oh, it actually, like, it was fine. I just didn't like the color blue or something stupid. Um, a lot of people just don't know how to communicate <laughs> is what I've learned. And they just sort of lash out instead of realizing that what they're saying is not productive or helpful to literally anyone. And it sucks, but it's not the end of the world. And you can still salvage this client, even if they're sort of being a little negative. You could just switch it around on them. Um, it's a lot harder to be mean back and forth if you're not getting anything back. So, like, they're less likely to keep being aggressive if you don't respond aggressive back. Um, usually, with my one client who's more difficult, um, they'll send me messages pretty aggressive, uh, passive aggressive or legitimately aggressive, and I always sort of deflect them and disarm them, and then usually we're fine. Like, they, they walk off the cliff, we're all good. So that's just something to think about. Also, if you're really in a situation where you're not on the same page, this sucks and I really hate it, but <laughs> pick up the phone and call them or even, like, invite them to meet in person if you live locally. Um, a lot of times it's really easy for people to be mean over email, but over the phone, like I've never had anyone be mean to me over the phone or in person. It's just way less likely to happen. And a lot of people are really bad at communicating um, through text or like email and they just suck at it so bad is what I've realized. And remember that their context and their tone and all of these things don't come across. So they might not even mean to be this aggressive with what they're saying. They just, they just don't know how to say it any other way. So it is what it is. And you can always try to educate your clients as you go. So I like to do this and just being like, this is what I need from you moving forward. Try to adapt to their needs. So if you notice that every single time they're giving you feedback at one specific thing and you're just really lost, um, try to break it down for them. Be like, Hey, um, it seems like we're both getting really confused about the purpose of this article. How about I create a step-by-step -step outline and we go through it together to make sure we're on the same page before I spend more time on our next project. Um, I've done that. It's been really successful. Um, if you're like a graphic designer, you might be like, let me just send you like one more preliminary mock-up so that we're both on the same page and we're both confident we're going in the right direction. Like word it like that. People love that. Um, generally, you can disarm them with this kind of response. And at the end of the day, if they keep being rude in their criticism and their rejections towards your work, you don't have to work with them. I know it's hard to turn down money but sometimes it's worth it for your sanity and sometimes you just have to give up. If they are not responding, if they keep being aggressive, if they are pushing on your boundaries, this is not a healthy relationship and you wouldn't tolerate this in like a real world working job. So don't tolerate it. Freelancing, it's just not worth the time. And that is my rant on that. But you'll definitely get the hang of dealing with rejections because they are so gosh darn normal. And they're the hardest part of this job. And <laughs> I've been doing this for years and I still get really tripped up over rejection. And I hate it. No one likes it. That's the point. But... <laughs> It's not insurmountable, and that's the key takeaway here. So hopefully this provided some kind of direction for you, or at least camaraderie if you've experienced a rejection like me. I had a small one today. I get them all the time, and it's just a part of doing business. And it sucks, and it's always fine, though.
So be kind to yourself, let yourself um, listen to some cool music, go for a walk, just like get out of that headspace when you're falling into the depression rejection spiral. That's gonna be the name of my new girl band, just FYI. But <laughs> anyway, I have to go do more work. I am currently closing out and turning off notifications for that one client that is just like triggering my anxiety today. And that is totally fine. And next week I'm gonna be traveling. You're not gonna know because you're in the future. This is a weird conundrum. But anyway, I hope you all have a very productive week and I will see you with more info later. Bye.